You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 315, From Vision to Reality, Part 2. So last week we started this series. We'll actually wrap it up today. And we're, we're talking about uh, vision, goals, and uh, really how to accomplish the things that we want to accomplish during this year. Usually I talk about this at the beginning of the year, but you know, this is May of 2021, and it's been a crazy year and a half with COVID and uh, people's lives really being put on hold in a, in, a, in, a, in a big way in some places, depending on where you live. And, and, and I think it's very easy, at least it has been for me, to get off track of uh, trying to set some goals, to see those goals fulfilled, and uh, really trying to follow through with them. So I want to continue to build on that. Last week, we talked about the fact that vision is the bridge between the present and the future. Um, I'm, I'm here in the present, and to get to the future, at least get to the future in a successful way, to get to the future with, um, to be able to accomplish things, uh, I've got to have a vision for how I want to get there. A man without a vision is a man without a future. A person without a future will always return to their past. And, you know, we talked about the fact that vision isn't just what we see, it's how we see it. It's it's the lens that interprets our, our the events of our life. I mean, am I a victim or am I over or am I an overcomer? Am I a, a victim of circumstances or am I a child of God? Uh, do do I have what it takes or do I not have what it takes? And you know, really, we can we can you know make ourselves victims and never accomplish anything, or we can say, you know what, let me see what I can do by setting some goals and having some vision for my life. Um, and the quote that I, I gave last week was was from a friend of mine who says, "Vision is faith with pictures. We we see what we want our future to look like." Don't go away. I'm going to be right back. But I want to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Peter and Paul in Acts. Peter and Paul in Acts is a really exciting story about the Acts of the Apostles. And if you're familiar with the New Testament, you know that the first four books are the Gospels, the story of Jesus' life on earth, his ministry, his death, his resurrection, um, very, very powerful accounts written from four different writers. But then after these four books, we have the Acts of the Apostles. And the Acts of the Apostles is really the history of the early church. It's the first 30 years of how Christianity began to spread. And it's fascinating because, I mean, think about it. Um, even if you're not a Christian or, or, or a believer, this is still a fascinating story. I mean, Jesus 
you know, was in the backwater of the Roman Empire, um, you know, in a place that really nobody wanted to be, nobody had even heard of in other places in the Roman Empire. And now Christianity has spread to where it's one of the, the, the truly great religions of the world, um, billions of adherents, and it's revolutionized the world in so many ways. So the Acts of the Apostles shows us how uh, Christianity spread. In my book, I focus on the two most prominent of Jesus' apostles. The first was one of his original apostles, Peter. He was one of the, the founders of the early church. And then the Apostle Paul, who's one of the uh, most interesting figures in all of history. And he's the guy who took Christianity really into the Roman Empire and began to spread it among the, the non-Jewish people. So fascinating story. We, we look at what they did, how they did it, and it's, it's a, really one of those books that should be on every believer's shelf because I think it will really help you. So check out Peter and Paul and Acts. Click on the buy button, and I know you will enjoy it. Well, all right. As we move on today, we, we, we've recapped just a little bit talking about vision. Now we want to talk about how do we, how do we get from where we're at now to where we want to be. And listen, I know it's midway through the year, but this is a great time to do a little bit of a checkup and see where you're at. Did you set goals at the beginning of the year? No problem if you didn't. Um, the, the beauty is you can start today. What goals do you want to accomplish for the rest of this year? Um, the Apostle Paul that I just mentioned, here's one of the, the, the incredible passages <clears throat> that he gives us from one of his letters. This is from a letter, a letter to the church at Philippi. And he says, that I may know him, he's talking about Christ, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him into his, in, in his death that by any means possible I may obtain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I've already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, and listen, this is what I want to focus on here. One thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for, of the, for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we obtain. You know, the reason so many people don't see their goals fulfilled, don't see their dreams come to reality, is because they can't seem to forget what lies behind and strain pushing forward to what lies ahead. You know, after the plan is established, after we've got a dream for our life, maybe we want to get out of debt, maybe we want to, um, you know, have a different career, maybe we want to go back to school, maybe we want to lose weight, maybe we want to get married, maybe we want to start a family, whatever it is, whatever your dream is for your life, after the plan is established, what are the goals that you can set. Paul says, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul had a goal. He, he saw what he wanted to accomplish. And really, when you look at Paul's life, he's that guy who was constantly talking about his goals. He would write in his letters, 
hey, listen, I'm going to come see you before the year's out. And after I've left you, I'm going to go see these folks and I'm going to see these folks. He says, you know, when I leave here, I'm going to go to Spain. Uh, you know, my goal is to get to Rome and plant churches there. He's constantly got these goals in front of him. And sometimes they didn't work out exactly like he he hoped or wished. But, but most of the time, Paul accomplished his goals, even if the time frame might have shifted. Goals are simply the vision broken down into smaller pieces that are measurable in time and space. In other words, they're specified parts of a mission that we will accomplish by a predetermined date. You know, we, we talk about goal setting um, around the beginning of the year, and, and, I, and I give you, you know, really some, some practical advice on, on breaking it down and setting goals. But I just want to touch on one or two of those today. We talked last week about the importance of writing your vision down, writing it down. What are some of the goals that you can write down along with your vision. Again, if you want to get out of debt, what's one or two things that you can eliminate and start using that money to get out of debt? If you want to lose weight, what are one or two practical things that you can start doing to lose weight? It's got to be practical. It's got to be simple. We write it down, but here's the the next one. We need to set a timeline. Do you set a goal for your dates? Even a general date. I want to lose five pounds over the next two months. I want to have whatever it is, whatever bill paid off in six months. Most people don't like to set goals because they think they're not able to accomplish them. If they can't accomplish them on time, then they fail. If you say, well, I, I, you know, I want to pay this off in six months, and then in six months it's not paid off, you feel like you failed. No, no, no. Look how far you've come. Now, if you haven't done anything, that's one thing. But if you've set the date, you've set the time, and you've accomplished something towards the goal, let's just reset it. Let's just reset the time. We haven't failed. We've made progress. And in setting a time frame is so, so important. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. We've all heard that. But just having a plan is not enough. We need to add a deadline. What I find is when I add a deadline, whatever it is, it really gives me a sense of urgency. Um, And when I give myself a sense of urgency, I'm much more likely to stay focused and to get accomplished what I want to get to accomplish, get accomplished. Um, Urgency is a friend to all of us. Um, It sets the pace um, for, for us who are trying to carry out the mission. If you're a manager, you probably know this. If you're a manager and you manage other people in your job, you know that setting a date, setting some type of deadline is going to keep your people motivated. If you say, hey, listen, guys, I need you all to do this, but you don't set a deadline, then there's no urgency. They're going to keep doing other things Because there's no sense of urgency. But if you say, listen, guys, I need this project done in two weeks, and I need you to report back to me when it's done and what you've accomplished, well, now there's a sense of urgency. Now they have a mission. Now they're focused, and they're going to begin to move. But it also works that way in our life. And when we use wisdom in setting goals, you know, as a manager, really very little management's needed because now there's a sense of urgency. They know what they have to do. They know what the mission is. Now it's just get it done. 
And of course, we want to be realistic. We don't want to give them a job that's so big and a timeline that's so short that they aren't able to do it because that's just setting them up for failure. They won't even try. But, you know, there's something powerful about setting that timeline and setting that goal. And we don't want to set the goals too low because that's not really going to create the sense of urgency. And, you know, we want to keep ourselves motivated. If you're a manager, you want to keep your people motivated. Now, here's a, here's a great question that came in. How do you establish vision for your life? You know, we've talked about vision, what it is, but how do you get it? And as a Christian, as a person of faith, you know, really, first of all, we should be looking at spiritual visions for our lives. What can I do this year to draw closer to God? Maybe it means reading my Bible more. So, so I'm going to say I'm going to get up every morning at 6 o'clock and spend 15 minutes reading my Bible. That'll give me enough time to get up, get ready, still, and still be at work on time. Or maybe even setting my clock earlier. But setting a deadline. I'm going to do this every single day, and I'm going to set my clock at 6 o'clock to make sure it happens. Um, you know, maybe it's something as simple as, you know what, I've been very sporadic in my church involvement. I'm going to be in church every Sunday. Well, that's a good goal. And there's a timeline there because it's going to be every Sunday. Uh, maybe you're in church, but you say, I'm not really connected. Okay, so find a small group a Sunday school class, a life group, something within your church that puts you in closer contact with other people that are going to be able to help you. So so setting those kinds of goals are very powerful and very important. But what about those other goals? The financial goals. I mean, if, if you've got any amount of debt in your life, I would say there needs to be a goal at working through that debt. Maybe it's paying off a credit card. Maybe it's paying a chunk down on your house. Maybe it's paying a car off or maybe paying off your student loans. But whatever it is, I think every year the goal should there should be at least a goal centered around doing that. And so maybe praying about it and saying, God, what, what can I do to reduce this debt? What can I do that's going to be manageable? It's not going to be overwhelming, but yet I still can see some progress by the end of the year. It, it's going to take some sacrifice. It's going to take some work. But what is it going to be? If I'm not in good shape physically, what can I do prayerfully to get myself in shape? I don't want to set myself up for, for, for failure, but maybe it's as simple as saying, I'm going to go to the gym and, and walk on the treadmill three days a week. Uh, maybe it's as simple as saying, I'm going to walk around the block every night after, after dinner. But at least there's movement. There's, there's, there's something behind what the goal is. And, and, and I think as a believer, as a Christian, when we approach this prayerfully, we're much more likely to develop a goal, to develop a dream, to develop a vision for our life that's going to let us feel uh, successful, that's going to let us make spiritual progress in our growth and getting closer to God, but it's also going to help us become better people. And who doesn't want that? So listen, you know, I'm going to wrap up the series here, just touching on some very basic things. Again, this is just kind of a mid-year from vision to reality. Um, how are you doing on your goals, on your dreams, on the things that you have set up for this year? Um, I'd love to hear from you. Maybe you say, I've knocked them out of the park. 
Or like many of us, you'd say, eh, I've done okay on this one, haven't done so 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 good on that one. I've, I've already adjusted some of mine this year, made some progress, had to move the timelines back for some others uh, due to some unforeseen circumstances. But, uh, but the main thing is that we're staying on top and constantly trying to make progress in our lives. Well, I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com. Leave me a question or a comment for today's post um, on my website. I'd love to hear from you. Let's keep the conversation going. While you're at davidspell.com, don't forget to sign up to get my free newsletter. Um, I've been hearing some great feedback from my newsletter because, you know, I've been posting a bit about, you know, what we're doing in Africa. Um, I've been, uh, the door has opened for us to go back to Africa, so I've been in the Congo twice in the last few months, and really just having some some amazing opportunities to affect affect the next generation. We're the, the door is open for us to do some ministry and some, some work in the schools there, and we're really, really able to see some, some great opportunities to um, really affect the whole nation. So I'd appreciate your prayers. And if you want to stay in touch with us, find out what we're doing, sign up to get my newsletter. I'll never give your email address away. It's just our way of staying in touch. Well, friends, thanks for being with me, and we will see you next week on Leading and Learning. Leading and Learning.